The Holy Gospel according to John, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Have fun, take care of yourself, drive carefully, call me when you get there, let me know if you need anything. These are the kinds of things we say when we are saying goodbye to one another, right? For years, as I dropped my youngest off at school, each day I would recite, be good, be kind, be safe, be smart. These were my parting words to him, a litany of last-minute instructions intended to guide him through his day, intended to strengthen and protect him. Be good, be kind, be safe, be smart. It was how I said goodbye. When Moses delivered his final words to the people of Israel just before they left him to cross over the river Jordan and enter into the promised land, he did so by offering a series of instructions that make up the bulk of the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. Among other things, in fact, among many other things, Moses told them, to learn and follow the Ten Commandments, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, to fear, love, and obey the Lord, and to remember and not forget. This last one in particular, he repeated frequently throughout all 34 chapters. These were his final instructions, and he delivered them like a loving parent saying goodbye as though sending a child off to college, almost pleading, remember, 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 and don't forget, don't forget. It was how he sent them off. In the gospel reading for today, Jesus spoke his final words to the disciples. 
It was the night of the Last Supper. They were gathered together in the upper room, and Jesus knew that he would be leaving them soon. His arrest and his crucifixion were imminent. He was saying goodbye. So he had this one more opportunity, this last time, to speak to them to offer a little review, perhaps a mini refresher course, to provide for some final instructions for the challenging road ahead. But notably, Jesus doesn't offer any reminders or plead for obedience. There are no exhortations or commands. There's not a to-do list. There's no litany of instructions. No, instead, he prays. He prays to his Father in heaven, out loud, in the presence of his disciples, for his disciples. And it's important to note he prays also, and now I quote, for those that will believe in me through their word. In other words, he prays for us. Jesus prays for followers in all time. That prayer has been recorded and preserved in John's Gospel, and it occupies the entirety of chapter 17. I commend it to you. Reading it in its entirety provides valuable insight into the heart and mind of Jesus just before he gave himself up for us. Our focus this morning is on the last seven verses of the prayer. This is how Jesus said goodbye. It's easy to imagine all kinds of things Jesus might pray for on just such an occasion. For example, he might have prayed that his followers, the disciples back then and those of us today, that we would be protected from pain and shielded from suffering. He might have prayed that his followers would be strengthened for the trials in the coming days. Or he might have prayed like Moses, that his followers would be forever obedient and faithful. But the prayer of Jesus is singularly focused. He prays that his followers would be one. Three times in as many verses, he asks God, he intercedes on our behalf, asking that we might all be one, that we might become completely one. He prays for our unity. Now, to be fair, in sharp contrast, Psalm 139 celebrates our uniqueness. It lifts up the fact that we, each one of us, has been knit together by God with a particular set of qualities and characteristics and personality traits, likes and dislikes, gifts and talents, passions and opinions, and all of this on purpose, by design. By design, each one of us is an essential and an important member of the body of Christ. By design, each one of us has something valuable and significant and necessary to contribute to the greater good. By design, each one of us is made to make a difference in the world. It's worth noting here that nowhere in this prayer does Jesus ask that our differences 
that what makes us unique from one another be removed. He does not ask that we see things the same way. He prays for our oneness. He prays for our unity. Episcopalian priest Michael Marsh explains it this way. Oneness in the midst of difference becomes a sacramental presence of God's life in this world. We are not the same, but we are one. We are not uniform, but we are united in Christ. We are not cookie-cutter Christians, but we are members of one body. It is exactly as the Apostle Paul wrote, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Our diversity, you see, is by design. So also our unity. Now, to be fair, it might be difficult to imagine what shape our oneness might take, especially in our world today. At a recent continuing education event, I heard a powerful presentation on liturgy that proves helpful. Four writers, all from the Eastern Orthodox tradition, were in conversation about the role of liturgy to inform and shape our lives. Now, we as Lutherans know some things about liturgy, right? It's one of the defining marks of our worship, if not also our identity. The word liturgy comes from the Greek, and it means the work of the people. That is, it's what we do when we gather for worship. It's equal parts, the words we use and the pattern that moves us from the invocation to the benediction. Those words that we speak and sing and repeat each week are ancient, and yet they still resonate so deeply within us today. For example, after the events of this past week, It's hard not to feel the power of these words. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The value and the power of liturgy has been long celebrated for its ability to allow each and every individual to find their place within worship, to speak words that give voice to our truest and our deepest feelings and experiences, and to awaken us to the presence of God in our midst. As these four writers reflected on the power of liturgy to both move and transform us, One of them said this, and now I paraphrase. Liturgy is never an individual act. Liturgy is what we do together, and we do it together not only with those who surround us, but also with all of heaven, with the saints of heaven, with the angels and the archangels, with the cherubim and the seraphim, every word we speak here is being echoed in heaven. He went on and he said, in that regard, liturgy is like learning how to breathe together. And to do so, to breathe together, we do it with people we might not be together with otherwise. 
And finally, he concluded, so whether you feel it or not, when participating in the liturgy, you get caught up in something that is bigger than you are the source of. Dear friends, as we struggle to make sense of all that is going on in the world right now, may we know, may we know, that even as we hold this aching world in our prayer, Jesus holds us in prayer as well. And may we be reminded that our oneness in Christ not only defines us, but it is also a light to others so that they may know the love of God as expressed in Jesus our Lord. Amen.